Talk with Ben Tompkins. Hey, what's good, baby? This is Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins, a.k.a. Benny Tomp, a.k.a. the Podfather, a.k.a. the Kid with the Motor Mouth, a.k.a. Blackball Benny, the King of Content, the Derby City Don. And I'm back in the studio to lay down some of my realest talk. This will be some of the realest talk that I've put on this podcast, and I'm really excited for today's episode. This is a special episode. So welcome in, my friends. This episode is all about 18 of my deepest beliefs. I figured that this would be a good time to kind of reintroduce myself, get reacquainted with some of these people who have just started listening to the podcast. Welcome in, my friends. New listeners, old listeners, it's good to have you in. It's good to have you riding with me, and I hope that you'll continue to ride with me. But after... Parts one and two of Uber Stories Columbus, which are fucking slaps. Go listen to those. They are smashing some of my first week numbers. They smashed my two-day numbers. They've already become two of the most listened to episodes of 2021. So thank you very much for everybody that made that possible. I really appreciate that. Okay? But today, I wanted to come in and just kind of reset. Just kind of reset and next week, we'll get back with the Uber stories. I'm back in Louisville. I'm driving. I'm sitting on a treasure trove of stories from the last couple weeks, some that happened before Columbus, some that happened post-Columbus. But Uber stories part 34 will be dropping next week. But today, I wanted to come in and kind of get reacquainted, kind of reset. Um, I, <laughs> there, 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 you know, there's something about having completed something like what I did up in Columbus and then the come down from that where it felt like for 10 or 15 days I was just constantly on the go thinking about what was coming next and then as soon as I get done with part one I'm back in Louisville tape the episode get back up to Columbus I'm up there until Sunday get back to Louisville fly down to Atlanta Flip that episode on Tuesday, and dude, I'm telling you, I was beat. I was exhausted last week. I needed just a couple of days to kind of come down, because when you're just go, 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 at some point, things are going to stop. You're going to be forced to slow down, and that come down can be kind of rough. Now, me, you know, if you have been listening to this show for a while, then you know this about me, and if you don't, then we're going to get really, really uh, familiar with each other in this one, or at least you're going to be getting familiar with me. And if you'd like for me to get familiar with you, please connect with me on social media at BennyTomp18 or at RealTalkWBennyT, and uh, you can send me your life advice, and that's a pretty good way to get familiarized with each other. But I'm going to be sharing a lot on this episode, and this is going to be some of my realist talk, so here we go. Uh, but I am bipolar, and so I go through these manic phases and these depressive depression phases where I go up and I go down and it's really fucking exhausting and it's really unfair. You know, it's 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 really unfair to be like really in a groove and hitting every beat, hitting every note and then all of a sudden your brain just goes, eh, we're going to stop. We're going to stop right here and um, yeah, you're going to be out for a little bit. That, that that that's that's very disruptive and it's and it's really it's really like a challenging thing to have to overcome again and again and again and yet this is my life so it's just like all right well figure it out right um but coming off of Columbus it, it's like whoa like that was a lot and then Atlanta was great but now that I'm back in Louisville and and I think if you have ever traveled before too like 
you know, um, when I did this big solo trip over in Europe uh, after I graduated from UK. And when I got back home, like to my hometown, I got really, really depressed because I think when you're constantly on the go and you're meeting new people, you're seeing new places, you're trying new foods, you're, you're seeing everything that's like new, 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 and then you get back to everything that you've always known, that can kind of feel like entrapment a little bit. It's just like, dude, I'm bored, you know? I deal with that. I, I deal with that sometimes. And, you know, personally, I believe it's up to you to continue to do things and explore within your own city. Don't just be the douchebag that's like, dude, I hate it here. I'm so over this. I'm better than this. Like, no, 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 no. Take it upon yourself to go out and try new things and and be an explorer and a traveler in your own city. You know, that's a challenge. I challenge you to do that. And you can do it. And, And you can figure out that you can be happy anywhere and you can be depressed anywhere. It's, it's just like, but you can go out and find new things in your own city and in your own backyard. And so don't, don't ever think that, you know, but like getting back to my point here is that coming back, I was like, man, I'm kind of looking at the rest of this year. I'm looking at what's ahead. And um, I think this would be good. I think this would be a good thing to come back in and um, not just get bogged down and bummed out with the, the, the normal routine that I've been keeping, right? Week to week, driving in Louisville. It's like I'm, I'm driving to these same places. I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, man, you know, like, dude, um, yeah, I need, I need something to kind of reset. I need a little reset. So that's what today is. And for people who are joining this show for maybe the second or third time ever, you're like, hey, I kind of like the Columbus episode. I kind of liked enough of this guy to come back that I'm very, very happy. One of the best things that I heard all week long in Columbus was you earned a listen. Standing outside of Breakaway Festival after Friday night had wrapped up, you know, I've got these QR codes with the uh, their stickers and they've got my link tree on them. So all my social media channels and everywhere that the podcast is available, mainly Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please leave a rating and a review if you have not done so yet. But that's all on my link tree. And that's a really good way. I, I, I took that as like a really good opportunity to get out there and network and meet some people and put these stickers in people's hands and just get people on board riding with me. And you know what? After that happened, like like I said, shout out to everybody that listened to Uber Stories Columbus Parts 1 and 2 because that shit broke some records. Like we're, we're, we're talking about like top five episodes that we've done in 2021 and we're sitting here in mid-September. So that's amazing. So thank you. But, um, you know, for people coming in, they're like, all right, well, what are we going to get? You know, what is this show? Who is this guy? What does he stand for? What does he believe? So I thought this would be a good way to do that. I'll kind of wrap a ribbon on 18 of my deepest beliefs because, you know, the other thing is too, I ask people all the time, all right, man, hey, give me a realist talk. Give me some things that you believe to be truest about life, about people, about business, anything. Just give me your realist talk. And as I sat here and I, and I, continue to ask that in different interviews with people and people that I meet driving for Uber and people that I meet during the open mic sessions, which we're going to be doing more of. I'm very excited. Me and Connor Dewey are going to be at the University of Kentucky, and we are going to be doing more open mic sessions and getting this YouTube channel rolling, so make sure that you keep your eye out for that. But um, I thought that this would be a good way to kind of uh, run through some of those things. 
and share some of that stuff because as I ask this of everybody, I want to finally kind of answer these things myself and ask these questions to myself, right? And so that's what I did. And um, like I said, Uber Stories Part 34 will be back next week. But this is, uh, this is going to be a fun one. So I've got 18 of my deepest beliefs. And these are good, okay? I think you'll enjoy these, some of them. Maybe not all of them, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Um, but I'm going to hit on a lot of like what drives me and what I believe. Like when we talk about our moral compass or our moral fiber or like character you know how are these things defined like how do I want if somebody was going to write a profile piece on me like what are some of the things that I would want them to know about me right what do I hope that people say when I'm not around like yeah you know what the guy might be a prick sometimes because he says exactly what he's thinking but he's actually a pretty good guy and here's why you know or here's something that he believes that resonated with me that I also share this belief. So even though I might not agree with everything that the guy says, by and large, I kind of fuck with what he's talking about. This is good shit. This is real talk. This is what we do. So today's going to be a fun one. Uh, I plugged the social media channels. I'll just say it again, at BennyTomp18 or at RealTalkWBennyT. Go follow along. Make sure you also follow along on TikTok. A lot of stuff that I'm doing with my writers is making it on a TikTok. So we've got some really good content coming out of TikTok. We're getting this YouTube channel rolling. Instagram is up. Twitter, um, the Facebook page, at RealTalkWBennyT. Please connect with me. And um, I would love to hear your Uber stories. Please send me your best Uber stories. I know you've got them, okay? You can email those to me or you can DM me any of those social media channels. My DMs are open, so just send me a message. I'll keep it all anonymous. Or you can also email me at realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com. And then uh, also life advice. I do this life advice segment. So most of it is, hey, what should I do in this situation? Or me and my roommate are having a disagreement. What do you think is a fair split here? Like, who do you think is right? You know, and I'll just kind of weigh in. I'll give my opinion. And then you can either do what you want with it. You can say that I'm wrong. You can tell me to fuck off. I don't care. But send that to me, and I would love to, 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 to share, to give you some real talk, okay? That's life advice, and I call that segment The Doctor Is In. So email me, realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still just waiting for these submissions. One day we're just going to like, one day somebody's going to send it in, and we've had a couple people send stuff in, but one day somebody's going to send stuff in, and then I'll never really have to ask or plug it again because we're getting submissions week after week after week. So we're just, we're continuing to build up to these moments and up to these things, but uh, until then, you know, head down grinding, baby. All the music that I play with my writers when I'm driving people around is on Apple Music and Spotify. If you search at BennyTomp18, there are tons of playlists that I've made. It's uh, some of the, some, dude, it's fire. Okay, just listen. It's gas. Go listen to it. All right, add them to your library. And uh, I got a little bit of everything for everybody there. And um, yeah, I touched on the open mic sessions. I'm really excited about that. We're going to do the University of Kentucky coming up, and um, I'm still 
I'm still locking down what I want to do in terms of my next Uber Stories city. So I'm honestly thinking about maybe circling back and doing another Nashville episode. Um, I can also do Cleveland. I'm trying to do maybe there's a weekend where somebody that I would want to see is playing the Browns, and then I could maybe see somebody that I like or you know something. So I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like playing with dates. Also looking at different colleges within the region, um, like IU, Notre Dame, maybe even going back down to Atlanta. Like honestly, I'm leaning towards Atlanta and Nashville being an, like one of the next episodes that I go out and do again. And even though I won't be able to do the Uber stories in Atlanta, I will still be able to do open mic sessions just like my guy Vic Blends, like the inspiration for even wanting to do that is, oh my God, this dude is on the Beltline just like I was on in March and he's doing this thing and how could I do this thing and make it my own and now you know what? I've got this pretty dope concept and I'm continuing to try it out. I'm still tweaking with my microphones and shooting good video and like, you know, look, we're, we're, we're still a long way away from this thing, right? We're still a long way away, but um, every time I do something like that, it brings me closer to that, closer to my dreams, closer to my goals. So that's the, that's the whole point, man. That's the whole point is just, just to be um, closer to this shit than, than I was maybe a week ago or a month ago or, or a year ago, you know? Like, think about that, dude. And as I start to um, track, like, these these certain social media um, hashtags and, like, my link tree views and clicks, like, I'm literally, I've started to track these now since um, the beginning of August, and I check in every two weeks. So I've got data points now for August 1st, August 14th, September 1st, September 14th, and, like, dude, the TikTok hashtag, I ride with Benny T, I created that, obviously, right? I mean, and at this point, a month later, like, I guess I had been, technically, I've been using that since back in March and and in, um, no, it was April. That was like the Uber Stories Nashville episode was when I ride with Benny T was like, I thought of that and then started doing it and no one did it. So it literally started at zero views and I just checked the numbers today and that's up to 10.9 thousand. That's people who are clicking on my shit and finding this shit. And it's like, dude, that's amazing. And even just like a month ago, like that that number has doubled. A month ago, that was 5,000 views and now I'm almost at 11,000 a month later. And these Linktree views are creeping up into the thousands. Like, I'm watching this stuff and the growth and the progress is small and minimal, but it, it it's continuing to happen. We're continuing to evolve. And each time we put out a two-parter episode, one that just went three hours, by the way. Like, dude, parts one and two of Columbus were a combined five hours of content and yet they still were two of the most listened to episodes of this year, nine months in. So that to me is like, dude, you know what? Even if you go long, and there's a lot to talk about, there's a lot of good shit that's on those episodes, but if you go long, if the content is good enough, people will come. If you build it, they will come. I just got to keep building it. I just got to keep building it. So it's been a fun ride, and um, I'm thankful to everybody that's been along on the ride and I'm thankful to everybody that's joining in now. I hope you'll continue to ride with me. And please, hashtag I ride with Benny T across all social media channels. But 
that's all I got for um, my my intro today. Okay, we're, we're gonna keep it short and sweet. We're gonna keep it rolling because I want to get into these. Now these are really good, and I spent some time putting these together and thinking about how would I want to break these down. Like, what are some of the things that I hold to be fundamentally true that um, really hit deep with me? They resonate with me, and if I were gonna write like. You know, I, I started to do a top 10 list and then I thought, you know what, there's no way I can do a top 10. Like I, I've got many more than 10. So I picked the number 18 because it's a number that's very near and dear to my heart. It means a lot to me. And I just thought, you know, that's fuck it. Like it's perfect. 18, we'll go with 18. And even then, dude, I think I probably had about 30 of these, maybe 31, 32, and had to cut the list into 18, my, my top 18 deepest beliefs. So this is some of my realist talk. So let's go ahead and jump in. Number one, number one, and these are really not in any order of like importance, but but um, you know, start to finish, I feel like we've got strong ones that flow. And so I'm not saying that any one of these is more important than the other based on the way that they're ranked, but this is just one to 18, no order. Here we go. Number one, be who you say you're going to be. This one is so important to me. I, I think that be is one of the most powerful words that we have at our disposal. I mean, if you think about it, the form of being, to be, right? To be something is, is, is just to do it, right? To exist. Being is like, it, it's just, to me... <laughs> If you're being something, then that's like what you are. Like you're being, like be, be strong, be smart, be confident, be courageous. Like there's so many different ways that you can play off of that. And then even then, like the root of the word, if you take be and line it up and see how many other words that that like those two letters begin and like start and form another word and, and be is the root of that, there's tons and they're all very powerful words verbs and adjectives begin you know to start something been having been having been is one of the most like to be is is actively you're doing it right and being is also that activity that like current state of being having been is one of the most realist forms of the word be because it's the past, like you've done it, it's real. Having been means that you did it. Congratulations, you did it. B, B is like, to me, <laughs> dude, there's just so much power and possibility within those two little letters that it's, that it's infinite, it's infinite. And when, you know, one of my favorite coaches, one of my favorite mentors, one of the guys that I've had on this show his name's Brian Sheehan, and I had him as a coach up at Thomas More. And when I went to go play college football, I played one season, baller, all right? And uh, then I, I decided that it really wasn't for me after suffering an injury and wanting to go to UK, and like I did that. But during my time there at Thomas More, I crossed paths with Brian Sheehan, which is like one of my favorite people of all time, dude. And he would always always drive that point home to us is be who you say you're going to be. He preached accountability. And I just, you know, as I was probably 18 at that point, heading into my freshman year of college back in 2011, I was probably 18 years old. And um, 
that just like it cut through everything else as just like holy shit dude this dude is preaching some real shit up here that is some real talk be who you say you're gonna be you know a lot of times it's one thing to talk about different stuff that we're gonna do or yeah no problem call me when you need help with this project I got you hey I am happy to give you my time or my advice or I'll take a look at this, no problem. Send it to me, I'll do what I can, you know? People say a lot of things, but the follow-through is the most important thing. And if you say you're gonna do something, then do it. If you, if you say that you're going to be something, then be that thing that you said you were gonna be. It's that simple. But people wanna talk a big game and then they, don't, they lack the follow-through. They lack the follow-through. And dependability and accountability is everything. And especially if you break it down in a team sense, whether it be a sports team or a team that you work with in in your business, whether it's a fucking Fortune 500 company or Domino's, dude, be who you say you're going to be. If you tell your teammate that you're going to pick up their shift and they make other plans and then at the last second you're just like, eh, I don't want to do it. And you call in or you're like, hey, by the way, you got to, I, I, sorry, man, but you got to take this shift back. It's like, dude, you're letting people down. Either don't say it in the first place if you don't intend to follow through with it. Or <laughs> the more important one is be who you say you're going to be. Be who you say you're going to be. That's number one. Number two. Real talk, E-L-E, man. Everybody love everybody. I don't know why this one's so hard. I mean, I, I like it, it breaks down into a couple different things. Like one of them being live and let live, you know? Like I, I've never understood these people that, case in point, um, the people who sit outside of like the major sporting events or concerts and festivals especially in the South. Now, in the West, you really did. I, I never really saw these people in the Bay Area. But in the South, you see these people with the microphones and the speakers, and they've got some kind of an Old Testament Bible verse, and they're just up there casting judgment on people. And it's just like, dude, believe whatever you want to believe, okay? At the end of the day, believe whatever makes you feel better about yourself or about the world or, or whatever, but don't criticize others for not adopting those beliefs or having opinions that you disagree with or that differ from yours, right? Whatever happened to um, turn the other cheek and treat everybody like your neighbor? Like, it, it's funny because those things are preached and practiced by Christians, but then when it's something that they disagree with, when it's somebody that looks different from them or believes in a different God than them or believes in different things that the Bible says that you shouldn't do or that you should do or that's wrong. And it's like, dude, if somebody's gay, then let them be gay. Like love is love. That's it. That's it. Okay? ELE, everybody love everybody. I I I don't I don't really understand where we get this like this just animosity towards other people. You know, if you really believe, like if you're if you're that religious and you believe all those things in the Bible, then why doesn't, you know, where does that go if, um, you know, when you're having a, a spirited political debate with somebody, you know, and, and then like, where does that respect go? Where does that love go? 
You know, it's like, dude, it just out the window. I guess that doesn't matter anymore. I guess we're just going to pick and choose our spots of when we choose to apply this and defend it and and when we choose to sweep it under the rug and um, make our point. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, ELE, everybody love everybody. Why can't we just get along? Rodney King has been saying, why can't we just get along since 1992? I was born in 92, and I'm still wondering the same damn thing, man. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get why... Um, we get in these wars, we get in these fights with people because they believe different stuff. And like, dude, be- like I said, believe what you want to believe, but the moment that your beliefs start to cause harm to other people and intend to cause harm to other people, that's when it's like, okay, well, this is, that's wrong. That's wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong, okay? If you go out and you believe that because somebody is gay or somebody is homeless or somebody believes in a different God than you and you're willing to cause physical harm to that person based on their differing views of whatever fill-in-the-blank subject that it is, then that's like that's that kind of defeats the whole point, doesn't it? Like doesn't that kind of like throw a wrench in like the the whole thing, right? It's like loving your neighbor. Like, whatever happened to that, man? I don't get it. I don't get it. ELE, everybody love everybody. I, I don't I don't know why that's so hard. You don't have to agree with everybody, but to walk around and treat people with just hate based on differing views and opinions, I, I just, I don't get it, you know? And even, like, when I encounter people that disagree with me, like, another case in point, I... <laughs> couple days ago okay literally I mean like a fucking Larry David over here but a couple days ago I'm running downtown in Louisville I'm jogging and there are a group of religious pundits that are standing outside of this um I can't remember what the clinic was it was it was some kind of a health clinic that obviously makes services available to women and they were anti-abortion people and I had this woman who approached me and I'm running around downtown sticking these QR code stickers up on different light poles and different intersections and I stopped and I had like a 15 minute conversation with this woman and I told her why I think what they're doing is wrong and I listened to why she was there and I listened I actually listened you know because if you're going to spit your truth if you're going to speak your facts and share your real talk with the world then you can't just do it and then put ear mufflers on. Like, you got to be willing to listen. And maybe you might learn something, okay? But I listened to what this woman had to say. And I just, I told her, I don't agree with you guys being here. Like, it's cool that you guys believe that abortion shouldn't happen. Cool, okay? But when you start to go out into public and then chastise other people for it and shame people and and start to contribute to people's guilt. And, you know, I mean, think about how difficult it's got to be if you're a young woman getting an abortion and you've got to walk into this clinic. You're probably not feeling great about that decision. Like, it's not like somebody just wakes up and says, you know what I can't wait to do today? You know what's on my bucket list? Having an abortion. You know, you're probably feeling some type of way about that already. And then they got to walk through this fucking line of people that are there to cast judgment because their God, you know, believes something different. Like, dude, even if we disagree, 
Let's do that politely and, and civilly and then go our separate ways. Like that doesn't have to be something that you guys stand out here and start to criticize people because they believe something differently than you. Like, I don't, you know, cool, believe whatever you want to believe. But the second that the second that you start to cross that line, it it just it defeats the purpose to me. And it's wrong to me, you know? Do no harm, take no shit. Walk quietly, carry a big stick. Like these are things that are all kind of lumped up within this. Like live and let live, dude. Like I, I just people have people disagree with me all the time, you know? But just like that lady on the street, like we could have a disagreement. And at the end of it, we both said, you know, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate and and you know what? She laughed and she said, You didn't change my mind. And I laughed right back. And I said, you know, you didn't either. You didn't change my mind either. But the fact that we could talk about something like abortion that that's very, very like um like that one's a deep one. That one's a deep one. A lot can go into that, right? But the fact that we can stand there and have a conversation and and just peacefully part ways and smile like Thanks for the conversation. You didn't change my mind, but I appreciate where you're coming from. That's what we should be able to do. And, and, you know, it's not that Trump created that, this, this, this just vitriol between Republicans and Democrats and Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter and Police Lives Matter and, like, Back the Blue and, like, all these different social groups that, that have two sides to it or social injustices or, or, or causes, and there's two very divided groups. You know, it's like, dude, why can't we all just get along? ELE, man. Why Everybody love everybody. Why can't we just come to an agreement that we're going to disagree, but we're going to have this conversation, and it doesn't have to end negatively. We don't have to have um, protest busters, you know, that come in here and give a black eye to the whole cause. Like, that just defeats the purpose. And I know that I've I've just totally like there's a lot that goes into that one, but but by and large, like the main point that I want to make is just ELE, everybody love everybody. Why can't we all just get along? It's not that hard. It really, you know, it really isn't. I want to move on. We spent a lot of time on that one. That one's deep though. Now, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into that one. So I don't, you know, no no regrets. Number three are two most precious resources in life are our time and our energy. Be careful who you share them with. We have a lot of things in life, a lot of possessions, right? They make us feel good temporarily. But the two things that we can't get any more of, the two things that are absolutely limited in terms of our resources, because we can make more money, we can buy more shit that we don't need, But the two things that we can't get any more of in terms of a day or a lifetime are our time and our energy. These are the two most precious resources we have. And you got to be careful who you're willing to share those with. And you know, sometimes we run into people that are well-intentioned, but they're just, do you know know anybody that, it's kind of like if you give a mouse a cookie, they're going to want a glass of milk. Right, some people, if you give them an inch, they're gonna take a mile, and they don't mean to do it, but they're just like 
they're just that's just who they are. So if you say, yeah, hey, I'll give you a couple hours, they will want to take up your entire day or your entire week or like they'll, they'll just want more. Sometimes we just want more. And you gotta, there's a fine line between accommodating that and saying, hey, I do, you like, you are somebody that I wanna spend my time and my energy with and on, okay? But I can't just give you the entire day, you know? I gotta kinda keep this limited because these are the two things that I have that, that I can't get any more of today. And I wanna share them with you, but. I also have other things that I need to get done. I also have other people that I'm trying to see today. I've got to do this, this, and this. I've got kids. I've got, you know, a dog. I've got a a wife at home or a husband at home. Like, whatever the case is, those are your two most precious resources in life, your time and your energy. Protect them at all costs. Protect them at all costs. Number four, real talk. Now, this one's deep. Stop watering the dead plants in your life. This one's big. This one's really big. And look, there's something to be said about those friends that you don't have to talk every day or maybe even every month. You know what you have and maybe you know that this person really isn't the best at communicating or they're just not the guy or the girl that's going to get on the phone and text. They're more of an introvert. That's fine. That's fine. But if you continuously reach out and reach out and reach out and you are always the one suggesting things or trying to have that conversation and maintain that bond and the other person just clearly has no interest in reciprocating that, that effort, that time and the energy that you're giving to them or, or, and at least telling them, hey, I'm willing to give this to you. Like, let's find a time to do it. If you stop reaching out to those people, what happens to that relationship? Does it completely end? Does it just vanish? Do they fall off the face of the earth? Do you ever hear from them? Like maybe around the holidays you might, or maybe they write on your Facebook wall. And if it's somebody that you have that type of relationship with where you really don't need that much maintenance to still know what you have and still be friends or that there's love there, then then cool. But if if these people are supposedly your best friends, and y- you know, it's like, dude, if we're friends, then show me that we're friends. You know, show me that we're friends. Because if I stop texting you, then months and months and months are going to continue to go by without any correspondence between us. So what is that? What is that? So stop texting people first and see who falls off. You know, it's like, dude, I've never had a problem cutting people off. And not even that every single time, like every single time has been different, right? But whether it be my family, being cut off by family, whether it be friends, it ain't none to cut a bitch off. Hey, but for real. You know, I read this one tweet one time that said, uh, you got one family, and then the response to that was, yeah, you got one appendix too, but when it fucks with your health, you cut that bitch out of your life. That's facts, dude. That's real talk. Friends are the exact same way. I'm not saying cut everybody off, and I think I think there's this rush to, like, um, 
eliminate toxic people from your life. And you know what? If they're toxic, then they should be eliminated. Like if they don't make you feel good, if interactions with that person doesn't make you feel good, then yeah, you could probably start to wean that relationship a little bit and maybe set some boundaries, create some distance, and then just naturally things will start to take their course, right? People will fall off. That's like the guarantee in life. And I'm not saying that you should just never give anybody a chance. But if you feel like in your heart you have given people chance after chance after chance and you've been saying, hey, I'm going to need a little bit more from you. I'm going to need you to reach out to me next time. I, I, I can't keep feeling like I'm the only one that wants to keep this relationship alive, dude. Like if we're friends, prove to me that we're friends. So let's let this die down. Let's let this simmer down. Okay, good talk, okay, but shit got real and this needs to blow over a little bit and when it does and when you're ready, reach out to me and let me know. That's how you'll let me know. And then a month goes by and you don't hear anything. It's like, okay, wow, all right, good to know, good to know, right? Stop watering the dead plants in your life. Stop it, stop it, stop it. If you've given that person chance after chance after chance and they continue to drop the ball, then there's really not much more you can do. People will fall off, you know? That's just part of life, man. But stop watering those dead plants in your life. Stop it. Stop it. Number five, real talk, we are what we repeatedly do. Listen, at the end of the day, we are a culmination of of all of the actions and decisions that we've made. Everything that I've done in my life, good or bad, has gotten me to this point. And it's like people that say, oh no, I don't do this. I, I never do that. Like, like, have you ever met the friend that's like, no, I'm not a smoker, but then every time they get a couple of drinks in them, they're like, hey, can I rip that jewel? Hey, who's got a heater? And you find your friend outside like burning a cigarette with randoms. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a smoker though, right? No, I'm not. I really am not. Or it's like, dude, I'm only a smoker when I drink. But if the person drinks every weekend, then it's like, okay, so you, but you're a smoker. Like you're, did you smoke every single weekend for the last eight weekends, last two months? Did you smoke? Okay. And then you're kind of a smoker. Like we are what we repeatedly do. And sometimes people don't want to take accountability and be real with themselves about who we actually are. We like what we like. And we are what we repeatedly do. You know, actions speak louder than words. You can say that you're not this, or you can say that you're this, right? You can say that you respect women, but if the first thing that comes out of your mouth, if a girl turns you down is fuck that bitch, then you probably don't respect women. Like you, like you, like you kind of don't. Like that, that response told me everything I need to know, right? Instead of being like, eh, okay, not the one for me. Good practice, good rep, you know? If that's where your mind goes every single time, then, then you probably don't have a lot of respect for women or men. Like it works both ways, but just like we are what we repeatedly do. You can't fool, like there's no trickery. You can't fool that, you know? <laughs> like your actions, at the end of the day, you are a culmination of all of your actions and your decisions so what does that story tell and is it differing from the story that you're telling yourself 
We are what we repeatedly do. Number six, real talk, your vibe attracts your tribe. This is a big one. This is a really big one. Because (laughs) vibe is everything. Like, vibe is everything, right? And it's not just in some, like, cheesy, cliche, t-shirt way. Your vibe is how you make people feel. Your vibe is how people feel around you. It's what you bring to the table. It's how you make people feel. It's the energy that you exude. Like, whether people realize it or not, whether it be through body language, the way that you're standing, the way that you talk, your facial expressions when you talk, like the ways that you emote, like these are all vibe, your aura. You know, are you somebody that, you know, people talk about gut feelings, right? Oh, I don't know. He just really didn't give me a good gut feeling. Like I really didn't have a good feeling deep down about this person. Listen to that. That's not a fabrication or a lie. Like that is some real shit. That's somebody's vibe. And if somebody gives that to you, that feeling, good or bad, listen to that. And your vibe is is what's going to dictate like the people who are willing to follow you. If you're a leader, it's the people that are willing to follow you. And if if you're just somebody that maybe maybe you're not like it's not your goal in life to lead people, but you just want to show up and just hang out and be one of the people in the crowd, like that's totally cool too, dude. But you're going to realize that people that you're standing around in that crowd are either going to be drawn to you and and want to stand next to you or they will probably find a way to go get another drink or go to the bathroom or politely excuse themselves so that they don't really have to be around you anymore because maybe everything that you talk about is just negative or maybe you're just a shit talker or a hater, right? Like that can be spotted from a mile away. And you know what? People don't want that negativity unless they're also miserable people in which, again, your vibe attracts your tribe. You ever heard somebody say that misery attracts company? (laughs) That's just another way of saying like negative vibes will attract a negative tribe. But if you're somebody that is out there and you're being positive and you're being authentically yourself and you're open to sharing with the world and, and listening to other people and just... You just have a good vibe, like a positive vibe, like that's also going to attract people, right? You can attract a lot more bees with honey than you can with vinegar, right? Isn't that another saying? Like that's the positive side to it. So that's a big one, man. That's a big one. And it's honestly why I believe that like, now listen, I will be honest. Like like I said at the top of this episode, I'm bipolar. And you know what? Sometimes when I'm going through my depressive phases and there are times when I, I am just like, I can, I, dude, I can just tell. I can be like, wow, I'm being a prick right now. Like, I am being a miserable prick right now. And when I start to find myself getting frustrated at little things, petty things, I have sometimes a tough time letting things go. Um, that's when I start to realize, like, oh, why? Wow, I'm really irritable right now. Why is that? I'm kind of being a prick right now. Like, I maybe need to back this down and, and, and like, check in and kind of talk this one out with myself to make sure that this, because like, who do I want to be, right? Who do I want to be? Do I want to be the guy that's giving people negative impressions and, and rubbing off on people in a negative way? 
you know, like, so I'm not saying that I'm, I'm just Mr. Positivity all the time, dude. That's not me. That's not, okay? I try to be optimistic, but sometimes I'm just as big of a miserable and cynical prick as the next guy, right? But by and large, I work to not be that and not put that energy out in the world. And I say all of that to say this, like, those are those are kind of rare moments for me, honestly. Like, I, I don't walk around being that person a lot. Sometimes I do, and it's just, it's who I am. It's a part of me, right? I own it, okay? But I also walk around, by and large, wanting to connect with people and, and trying to be positive and optimistic and just, even just, just, just you know what? I, I'm just, I just try to be real. I just try to be myself. That's it. And most of the time, that is positive and, and it is optimistic. And it is like, hey, we're in this shit together. We're in the trenches together, you know? And when I'm exuding that and in a lot of the interactions that I just had up at Breakaway Festival, you know, it's like these are things that make me believe there are no such thing as strangers. There's only friends that I haven't met yet. Because by and large, I feel like I feel confident in my ability to connect with anybody. And even if we disagree, like I was talking about, like there will be people that really just don't respond to me. They, they're they just like, you know what? Fuck this guy. And that's okay too. And that's when I start to go, you know what? My time and my energy are too precious to sit here and try and convince somebody to stay or convince somebody to like me. Like I don't give a fuck about any of that. If you don't like me, then fine. Be real about it. Tell me to fuck off. And I will. And I'll be like, gladly. Thanks for not wasting any more of my time. And I'll walk away. But by and large, like, dude, I make a lot of friends. I make a lot of friends anywhere I go. And that's just because, like, that's that's the person that I want to be. I, I want to connect with people. I want to have friends in different places that look differently, that think differently, and celebrate those differences. And even though... You might be the most staunchest Republican conservative person, even though I think conservative is bullshit. Can we put all those labels aside and can we enjoy a beer together? Can we enjoy watching a game together or going somewhere together? Like we don't have to we don't have to try and convert each other, you know, or make each other believe everything that that we each independently believe. But do you have a good vibe? Your vibe attracts your tribe. That's a big one. That's a big one. Number seven, real talk, progress over perfection. This is one that uh, I struggle with. And, and you know what is funny is I was having this conversation with my intern, Connor Dewey, and he's showing me something that he's working on. And the thing that I struggle with sometimes is toxic perfectionism. And, and I struggle with this not only for myself, but also I'm realizing like, oh, wow, am I being that distant boss that's hard to reach or hard to please? Like, am I being my mother right now, you know? Can't please her, right? Always going to find fault in anything. And and like, mom, I love you. It's not how it always is. But sometimes like I've, all, I've grown up feeling like nothing I ever do is good enough, which is ironic because that's a lot of the way that she felt growing up and and as an adult and when she was married to my dad and and now in her current marriage like I think we all feel some of that right nothing I ever do is good enough and as I'm sitting here like giving 
constructive feedback and giving feedback to my intern, I'm telling him, dude, here's the first thing that I need you to hear is that this is amazing work. Like, this is awesome work. But I'm going to tell you a few ways that I think are minor improvements that have a major payoff. And I think there's like, you're 97% there, but I think if you did this one thing or maybe this other thing, then this is going to be your best work. And that's all I want of people is I want to help you achieve your best work or achieve your best self. And so a lot of times when we receive feedback, it can feel like criticism or it's like, dude, I just like I spent so many hours doing this thing and this is like I felt really good about this. And then the first thing that you said was like you you pointed out things that are wrong with it first. Right. Which is, I think, when you're giving feedback or constructive criticism, it's so key to lead with what you do like what you do think is great about it, what you wouldn't change, and acknowledge these things so that somebody, like, if you lead with that, and that's the first thing that somebody starts to read or hear, then it's going to be like, okay, wow, like, you know, good. I feel, I, I do feel good about this. And they're more willing to accept what you're giving them in terms of, hey, I think, it's good, but it's not great. Like, I think it's really, really close, but I think if if you maybe did this or, well, hey, what about this? You know, like, what is this here for? Or like, what are you going for with this thing, right? And then you create that shared understanding and it's like, they know where you're coming from. But if the first thing that you lead with is like, well, this is wrong and this needs to be fixed and this, it makes you want to just throw your hands up and be like, well, fuck it, you know? Like, I guess I just suck at my job or I guess this is just trash. I'm an awful human being. I'm not good enough. Like, that's what you want to avoid. And 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 getting back to <laughs> the main point of like toxic perfectionism, like that can be something that really weighs on people. And if that's what you've if that's like the standard that you've been held to your entire life, then whether you realize it or not, that's also going to, to probably be the standard in which you hold other people to because it's just what you know. It's just authentic to you and your experiences. But perfectionism should not be the goal. Like, yeah, you want something to be as good as it can possibly be, but if if you getting it out or meeting a deadline or turning it in, sharing it with somebody, whether it's it's your followers and your listeners or your teammates or whoever, if it keeps you from meeting that deadline and getting it out, well, then that's, that's like a toxic trait. Like that's a self-defeating behavior. I get where it's coming from. I certainly identify with that. But at some point, you just got to go, you know what? Maybe this isn't as good as it gets, but I'm not going to sit here and nitpick myself or make myself feel like I'm not good enough or undermine my ability as a professional in this field in order to continue to make maybe minimal changes when I think this is pretty fucking good. So I'm going to drop this thing. I'm going to put it out. And if people don't like it, then okay. But at least I know that like this was my best work. You know, and maybe I go back and change some stuff later. I reword some things, like whatever. Like, and, and obviously I'm thinking about this in terms of like a, a creative way, right? I'm talking about like writing things or episodes. Like, let's say you're a woodworker, okay? My buddy Ryan Jones owns the company Roots and Jones. 
and he's making these pins with his grandpa. I bet if you looked at the first pin he made to the pins that he's making now, he would tell you, dude, I was like, I, I can't even believe that I made that first one. Because looking at the one that I just made and how much better it is and how much I've improved, like that's that's crazy to me. But you know what? That's the whole point in progress over perfection is that you can't make those improvements and you can't have that feeling of retrospect looking back and being like, dude, look how far we've came. Because if you if your toxic perfectionism has kept you from the starting line, then you're never ever going to move closer to the finish line. You're never going to do it. So you can't be afraid to fail and you can't be afraid to be imperfect because we all are. That's the, that's the whole thing. It's like, dude, we are all beautifully flawed, imperfect human beings. That's it. That's it. We can only ever try to strive for perfection and, and our best. And, and you know what? We might not ever hit it. We'll probably never hit it. Nobody's perfect. But if we reach for that, then maybe we'll come pretty close to it. And you know what? Drop that shit. Release that. Share that with the world. Because that is progress. It's getting you closer. It's getting you better. Progress over perfection. That's a big one. That's a big one. And yeah, I, 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 I had to have that conversation with Connor being like, dude, I hope that when I'm giving you this feedback, like I just, I need you to know how important this is because I know how it feels to be on the other side of that whether it be different bosses that I've had or different mentors, when it feels like you're really proud of the work that you did and then everything feels like something that is being pointed out that, that isn't right, you know, you just got to understand that if somebody is giving you that feedback, then they truly care and they truly want you to be better and improve and make progress. And they're just giving you different ways that if it's, if it's like a seven or an eight, that this can make it a nine. And maybe if you're really on top of your shit, it could be a 10. That's it. So don't get defensive. Don't be defensive. I'm taking my own advice here, by the way, right? I'm, I mean, as somebody that struggles and, and is on a BPD spectrum somewhere, borderline personality disorder, criticism and rejection can feel like it's, it's like overwhelming to me. Even the smallest criticisms or feedback that doesn't feel like it, it just, it, it hits so deep. And so to remind myself, like, wait a second, like this person, I know this person cares because they're giving and they want to see me improve and be better. Like they're not saying, dude, you suck. You know, like they're giving me their time and their energy to give me feedback on this. Like, so they do truly care. So don't, don't, don't play the victim, right? And talk yourself into this, 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 this line of thought where you're like, oh, well, nothing I ever do is good enough and they don't care. And it's like, no, dude, they're clearly, they clearly do if they're willing to take the time to give you feedback on it. So, but, um, Last thing I want to say about this, progress over perfection. Do you remember the scene? I mean, it's like all throughout the movie Cinderella story. Shout out to Hilary Duff. But, uh, and Chad Michael Murray, let's be honest. <laughs> they say that don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. That's like one of the biggest takeaways and, and sub points from this seventh one is progress over perfection. 
Don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Because guess what? At the end of the day, if you don't start the thing, you're still going to be standing in the exact same spot that you were standing. You will not have made any progress. You will not have come any closer to the things that you're saying that you want to come closer to and achieve. But if you let the anxiety and the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game, how can you ever possibly expect to get better? If you're a hitter and you go up there and somebody's throwing 100 miles an hour and you've never seen 100 miles an hour and you're like not wanting to get out of the dugout to get up there and you're like, dude, no way I'm going to hit that. I've never seen that fast. I've never hit that fast. Guess what? After you've seen it once, you're probably going to go up there and feel a little bit more confident. Like, okay, all right. I've seen what this guy's got. He ain't shit, right? Whatever you got to tell yourself. Talk a little shit in your head. It, it, It sometimes works, you know? Uh, but but just tell yourself that. Tell yourself whatever you need to get over that hump because the second, the third, the fourth time, like at some point you're going to be up there and then you're going to be like, you know what, I got this. I got this. And you might strike out, but that's okay. The beauty is that you can continue to play the game, man. So don't strive for that toxic perfectionism and don't let that hinder your ability to get out your best work. Progress over perfection. That's a deep one. All right, number eight. Real talk. Don't let the noise of others drown out your inner voice. Have the courage to use it. Have you ever been in a group of people and you're scared almost like to go against the grain? You don't want to be the person with the opinion that differs from other people. Sometimes we are afraid to go out on a limb and disagree with people but you know it's like when you talk about peer pressure like at some point you probably found yourself or even like as grown adults like you will probably have found yourself and will continue to find yourself in situations where you just know that this really isn't for you this isn't your scene this isn't something that you do this isn't something you feel comfortable with And you know what? You want to distance yourself from that. You want to leave. (laughs) But no one ever wants to be the one to like leave first or be like, you know what? I'm good, guys. Hey, I'm going to, because like inevitably that person gets shit talked about them, right? It's like, okay, well, whatever. But you know what? Don't let that keep you from using that inner voice and exercising your right to be like, guys, you know what? I'm not vibing with this. Like, this isn't cool. Like, please don't say that around me. Please don't do this around me anymore. Or else I'm just going to not spend time with you anymore. Use your inner voice. Stand up for people. You know, if you're in that group and you know that something that's being done doesn't make you feel good, then voice that. Speak up. Speak up. Speak up. Use that voice. Have the courage to use it. And if you have the courage to say it once, say it again. Don't just mumble it and be like, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. You know, at the first, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you'll have that person that has the courage to use that inner voice, but then they say it and either nobody hears them or somebody's like, wait, what did you just say? And it's like, oh, dude, no, 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 I was just saying that. And you start to like walk your comment back. You know, it's like, dude, if you have the courage to say it once, say it again. Say it with your chest, little boy. You know, like, come on, man, come on. And it's, I, there's a, there's another quote that kind of like is another subplot from this. 
If you want to be seen as courageous by some and hated by others, just say what you really think. <laughs> you know, it's like some people, they truly admire me for getting on here every week, week in and week out, and not only doing it here and like on different various social media platforms, but also like, dude, I, I don't get on here and talk about shit that I'm not doing. You know what I mean? Like if I talk it, I live it. If I live it, I talk it. Walk it, like I talk it, hey, like these are things that I have confidence saying whether it's in my studio by myself or in front of a huge group of people with a microphone standing alone on a huge stage with everybody listening and judging and hanging on every word. Like, no, these are my truths. I will speak these confidently no matter what. And if I had the courage to say it once, then I'm going to say it again. And if you want to be hated by some and loved by others, then just say what you really think. Say what you really feel. Honesty is everything. And don't ever let the, the, the noise of other people, like if you think, like let's just, and this is really stupid, to, to take something so profound and then put it in terms of like a football analogy, but let's just say that you're the person that thinks that, let's just say Stanford okay, is going to have a great season. And everyone else is like, dude, you're dumb. They suck. New quarterback. Their best years are behind them. McCaffrey and Love, they're gone. And you're like, no, you know what? I think the way that their schedule sets up, and I think this new guy that they got, and I'm always going to err on the side of giving David Shaw the benefit of the doubt, like, you can start to talk yourself onto a ledge in terms of, hey, this is what I believe, and it differs from these other people. But don't let all these other people keep you from believing what you what you really believe. You know, I think sometimes we, we can sometimes be dissuaded from our opinions. And we have these revelations, but then enough people are like, no, that's dumb. Or no, ha, 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 like pat you on the head. Like, oh, shut up, just be pretty. Shut up and dribble. Like, don't let those people dictate what you believe because if in your heart and your soul if you truly know something to be true or you have a truth that the world disagrees with or that your family or your friends disagree with don't let those people keep you from believing that and using your voice to speak that truth speak your truth speak up use that voice all right moving on number nine real talk nice for what Nice for what? Nice for fucking what? I'm so glad that Drake came out with this song. One of my favorite songs. And uh, even though Scorpion really isn't one of my favorite albums, at, like I, I probably ranked that one towards the bottom of like my favorite Drake albums. The song Nice for What came at a time that I really needed it. And um, being nice is nice like it's nice to be nice and I do believe in in kindness like be kind to other people how hard is that ELE everybody love everybody but I'm also I've never I'm never ever ever subscribed to the belief that you should turn your other cheek you know if somebody wants to meet you with negativity you have two options one you can choose to distance yourself and walk away which honestly should be the first thing that you do and I and I truly believe that because it's like you know what like dude 
don't have the time, don't want to sink to that level, don't want somebody to bring me down to that level because a lot of times that's what people want is just they want to get that reaction out of you and they think that they win if they if they get it from you. So don't even give that person that sense of satisfaction. Just walk away. Walk away. You're dead to me, okay? Practice that one. You're dead to me. That should be another one. You're dead to me. Um, but the other thing is like, dude, if somebody wants to be an asshole to you, stand your ground. Like do no harm. But take no shit. Nice for what? Don't just sit there and be like, yep, you can just say whatever you want about me and I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you or tell you to shut the fuck up when you deserve to be told to shut the fuck up because you know what? I don't have to sit here and listen to this. Like, yeah, pick your spots. So sometimes it is best to just walk away, especially if it's somebody that you feel like things might get physical. It's just like, dude, this isn't worth it. Like, it's not worth it. It really isn't. That person's not worth it. You're not worth the lawsuit, bro, okay? But other times, like, stand your ground. Like, it is important, and and you don't have to be nice about it, you know? Like, people want to conflate honesty and meanness as if the two things are one and the same. I've never, ever subscribed to that belief either. Being honest does not mean that you're being mean. Like, there's definitely, you could definitely be nasty, but if somebody asks you your opinion and you tell them honestly, you know what? Like, no, that movie sucked. Or I really don't like that person's energy. Or like, no, I think this type of food isn't that good. And someone's like, wow, that's mean. It's like, no, it's not. I'm not being mean. I'm being honest, right? And if being mean means being honest, then so be it. So be it. And this thing about nice for what is like, dude, you will sometimes we will overextend ourselves to try and please everybody and i think that's really where i where i hone in on this the most is is this notion of trying to please everybody you can't please everybody you're going to have people that hate you no matter what like you will always have haters everybody does we all got them okay and i truly pity the person and the people that walk around life wanting so badly to just be loved and accepted by everybody when that's never ever going to happen those are unrealistic expectations you're always going to have somebody that is going to talk shit about you or hate on you for whatever reason and you cannot please everybody you can't reach everybody so don't try to you know people that try to be everything to everybody it's like no just be yourself and people are either going to love you for that or hate you for that and the people that love you focus on them don't focus on the people that hate you like who gives a fuck honestly honestly you know that's that's their that's their right that's their opinion but that doesn't mean that you have to care about it and when it comes to things that we should do for other people because it's nice it's like you know what no i i don't i don't believe in just being nice to every single person like I believe in being nice to people that um you're meeting for the first time and like yeah like be you know be kind to those people right but if it's somebody that wouldn't return those same niceties to you and it's just being nice just to be nice just just for what like to have some kind of a badge or a pat on the back like did it really make you feel good that you did this thing and like you have this moral high ground that you're like, well, I was nice. Like I did the nice thing, but for what? Like for what's, what are your true intentions? There's really no way that I can end this one without sounding like an asshole, but 
I, 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 I at least hope that I've demonstrated at least where I'm coming from is that I just, my uh, bottom line, I don't believe in, in, in the niceties of like, oh, well you should do this or you should reach out to this person because it's nice. It's like, would they do it for me? Okay. Then nice for what? Nice for what? All right. Moving on. Number 10. This is a conversation I was having with somebody at Breakaway Festival and uh, it relates to privilege and real talk. We all have privilege. Do something with it. Even if you don't think that you have a privilege, most of the time we have privilege. Now, me being a white guy, I have about as much privilege as privilege gets, okay? And when I talk to people, I can feel, I, you know, in terms of like, hey, what does this guy have to say? You know, I get judged a little bit. I think we're at a point now where, where there is a lot of like white guilt and white shaming and privilege shaming and wealth shaming. Even though I'm on Medicaid, people look at me. I mean, I literally, somebody this week, oh yeah, I can tell by the way you talk, you got money. It's like, all right, well, you know, if it looks like that, if it sounds like that, maybe. Uh, but you know, believe whatever you want to believe. But I'm telling you, like I'm I'm scraping every month, man. Like I really am. You know, I have a lot of privileges. I have a lot of privileges. That's the whole point. Is that I have a lot of privileges that allow me to go after this whole thing. And you know what? As it relates to privilege, do something with it. If you have privilege, do something with it. Don't just let it go to waste. You know, I'm not going to sit here and just feel guilty about the fact that I was born white into a middle class family, that my mom then got divorced and then we were lower class and then she got remarried and now we're, we're doing a lot better. But it's just like, you know what? I'm not going to feel guilty about that, okay? Because I feel like doing what I'm doing and connecting with people and using this platform to spread this message and spread the voices of others and uplift other voices is like, you know what? I do have a lot of privileges, and so I'm going to do something with it. I'm not going to let that go to waste, and even if you think that you don't have privilege, like, dude, I mean, we went through, we went through privilege at length, ad nauseum, in a lot of the sociology classes that I took when I was in undergrad, and so even when you don't think that you have a privilege, let's put it this way, there's always some unlucky prick that's got it worse than you. Like, there is, okay? So whether that be class privilege, gender privilege, sexuality privilege, so whether that be class privilege, wealth privilege, gender privilege, sexuality privilege, race privilege, education privilege, there are so many different privileges that exist. And my biggest takeaway about it is, all right, yeah, like I'm acknowledging it. And so watch what I do with it. You know, I'm going to use it for good. I'm going to do something with it. I feel like I'm obligated to do something with it. There are a lot of privileges that have been afforded to me. So I can either let those go to waste and be a little douchebag, okay, or I can do something with it. And so that's, that's, I, what I feel that I'm doing. So use your privileges and do something with them. Do something for good. Do something for good. Don't just do something. Don't just be a douchebag, but actually use them for good. 
Number 11, real talk, no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Our comfort zone is a constantly evolving thing, and you have to force yourself outside of your comfort zone, which means that you're going to be uncomfortable. But you know what? That's necessary in order to grow. And that can be painful. Growing can be painful, especially when it comes to like setting boundaries for yourself and cutting people off and, and the loneliness that can come with that for a while. But you know what? Through that pain, there is going to be a gain. Like I promise, it's not for nothing. And I'm somebody, I love pain. Like I just, as a child of abuse, um, as a masochist, I, I just like, I enjoy receiving pain for some reason there's something about me that when I want to dig deepest like I start to go to places of pain these sources of hurt and 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 regret or let down and that's sometimes what drives me the most is the pain because I never want to go back to that place I want to use it as a tool as a superpower but I never want to feel that stuff again. Now, obviously I will. Pain is inevitable. So embrace it and learn to love it and use it for your benefit or be scared of it all your life. But like that's not going to get you very far. And it is a fine line. It's a fine line, you know? When we start to believe our own bullshit, oh, nobody loves me. And like, you know, but sometimes I've been in situations where I'm in the middle of a workout or a long run or times like right now, like just... Overall, the last year and a half, watching certain friends that I've been friends with for like over 10 years just become total strangers to me. And you know, that does make me sad. Like I'm not totally indifferent to that. Like it'd be nice if I were and like I can compartmentalize it to where my indifference for that means that I can still continue to go on with what I'm doing and not be deterred or weighed down by that. But if I really start to think about it, like, yeah, that is sad. Like, it is sad. My friendscape looks totally different. And you miss the memories. You get nostalgic. But you know what? Like, for whatever reason, that stuff had to happen for me to be here. And maybe it maybe it, it, it had to happen for me to be here. Maybe it didn't have to happen. But, but the ultimate reality is that it did. And I'm looking at it coming from, like, a good place. Like... I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with with where I'm headed. And so there's there's been a gain. Like I I have gained in through some of the loss. In Drake's latest uh album, Certified Loverboy, he's got a song with Travis Scott where he's like, it's called Fair Trade. And he's like, I've been losing friends and finding peace. Like I said, damn, that hits deep, man. No pain, no gain. I don't know. I'm I'm just that's how I'm wired, you know. I revisit the pain. Pain is somewhere I, I revisit to get the bars from. The remorse, another my favorite song off the album. Let's be real. Let's be real. But no pain, no gain, you know? And that applies to to, to other things as well. Growth and comfort cannot coexist. No pain, no gain. Number twelve, real talk. Proving people wrong is what drives me the most. And I think that's that 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 could probably be lumped in with that. But like proving people wrong, whether it be my own family, whether it be my friends, some of my former friends, whether that be 
the fraternity that blackballed me, you know, I, I took that and I take that pain and that rejection and I went from having, you know, being blackballed as a freshman at UK to finishing on the dean's list like three times over and tutoring student athletes and being the fucking man by the time I was a senior because I wasn't going to let that keep me from living my best life and becoming my best self and proving people wrong and having that doubt and working every day in the face of that to prove people wrong like that is what drives me the most and and you know again like these can be two of my most toxic traits is that that pain and proving people wrong it's a fine line it's a fine line you got to walk but those two things are like my superpowers man so i'll never ever apologize for that or or whatever because ultimately like proving people wrong is what drives me the most it's what's driven me the furthest and yeah obviously i want to do things for myself and be proud of myself on on you know at face value and at surface level like yes i'm very proud of what i've accomplished to this point i'm going to continue to be proud of what i've accomplished and what i'm going to continue to accomplishing but you know, even more so than that, even more so than just the good feeling of having done something, proving people wrong, it it matters more to me. It does. And uh, at some point, it's like, well, who is this really for? You know, is this for me or is it for them? And at the end of the day, it should be for you. It should be for you. That's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's genuine. But proving people wrong in that process is is like one of the funnest, most exciting things about it all. You know, it is. I can't wait to prove people wrong. I can't wait until the people that doubted me go, wow, I guess we were wrong. But, you know, some people, they'll say that. Other people, they'll just be like, nope, 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 nope. Never changing my mind. And it's just like, you know what? Whatever. Like, who cares? Who cares? Ultimately, who cares? Because it is for me at the end of the day. If I cared that deeply about it, then it would be like, oh, wow, I didn't convert everybody. I feel like I failed. Like, I didn't prove everybody wrong. It's like, no, you know what? I'm happy with this. I'm happy with the with the, the, the way that this turned out. And I can't wait to continue to do it again and again and again and again and again. Again, all right? Moving on. Number 13, real talk, never feel guilty for establishing boundaries and demanding that they be respected. Know your worth set your standards, and know that you deserve better. Don't be willing to accept things for yourself because you feel that that's just what you should do. Set standards for yourself. Have some self-respect. And then set boundaries for yourself. Don't be so willing to accept the way that somebody makes you feel if it's a negative feeling just because that's the relationship that you've had or, you know, it's like I had a friend in my fraternity group that I hung out with in college. And this guy was like the punchline of the friend group. Every weekend, dude, everybody would just fucking rip on this guy. And you know what? It made him feel like shit. But he would go along with it because this guy thought, if I don't go along with this and I'm not this, their little, like, punching bag, 
I'm not the butt of their joke about my weight or about being stupid. And if I don't crack jokes on myself, then these guys won't like me. And these guys will want to stop hanging around with me. And you know what? That's I like that's sad, dude. That's fucking pitiful. Because what you're saying is if I don't continue to fill this role and play this role in these people, if I actually set some boundaries and respect myself and say, you know what, guys, stop cracking on my weight all the time. Or like, that doesn't make me feel good. Am I, like, you're supposed to be my friend and yet all you do is talk shit to me. If you feel like you're going to lose that relationship, then that probably tells you everything you need to know about that relationship. And you think, well, I've been friends with this person for so long. Like, we've been through so much. I feel guilty about that. But you know what? Don't. Like, don't feel guilty about that. It's okay to be selfish in that sense. Don't ever feel guilty for for putting yourself first or saying, you know what? This isn't good for me. This no longer serves me. This isn't something that I want to continue to accept for myself. Never feel guilty for establishing those boundaries and demanding that they be respected. And if people fall off, then so be it. But that tells you everything that you need to know. And if people are that willing to fall off that quickly because you finally had the courage to use that inner voice, now tying all of these things together, then that's probably not somebody that either is deserving of your time or energy or that you even want to be in your corner. Because if they're that willing to drop, then fuck them. You don't need them. You don't need them. The relationship was probably based on some superficial shit. And if using your voice and setting boundaries and speaking up means that it's going to alienate people, that's fine, dude. I'm always somebody, I would rather be judged on some real shit than some superficial shit. You know what I mean? If you're going to judge me, at least judge me based on the truth that I'm speaking and things that are that are absolutely fundamental like building blocks into who I am rather than me putting up a front and hoping that somebody likes me because I have a take or because I I I go with the flow or go with the crowd and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be the person that stands out and disagrees and like no, if I disagree with somebody, I'm going to speak it. I'm going to be like, you know what? Didn't really like this one. Or you know what? Everybody's shitting on this, and I actually did like it. Like, I actually think this is pretty cool. And if somebody wants to judge me based on that take or those takes, fine. But at least they're real, you know? Judge me over some real shit, over some superficial shit. Number 14, if foul language offends you, you're a fucking hypocrite. Get over yourself, you know? You ever get these like super religious people that um, they'll say that they don't swear, but then if they drop something and they stub their toe, like they'll swear. And it's like, wait a second, I thought you didn't cuss. Yeah, but I'm really mad. Or yeah, but like I'm triggered and this happened. And it's like, oh, wait, but I thought you didn't do that. And you judge everybody else for doing that. But yet here you are doing that exact same thing. Wow, that's kind of hypocritical. Or Somebody that says that they don't like foul language, but yet they like foul language when it comes from somebody that they do like. They like foul language when it comes from their favorite actress or sports figure or podcaster or writer, like in your favorite book. Does it cuss? Are you somebody that thinks that you hate foul language, but yet you read some stuff that cusses a lot? It's like, okay, well then obviously it doesn't really offend you. And 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 what my point is in this specifically is when you're in an argument with somebody or just a debate or you're in a disagreement with somebody and 
just the mere use of foul language is what that person takes in order to go, you know what? No, I'm done listening to you. They shut down. They they say, well, this is over because you said shit or piss or bitch or fuck. It's like, you know what? You were looking for a reason to get out of this. And if that's your scapegoat and you're going to take foul language and make it this big thing, then fine, whatever. You can be excused. Like, get the fuck out of here. But guess what? I guarantee that person in some way in the next week will probably use foul language. Like, they'll probably say the same words. Or they'll have a friend that they love and admire deeply that says the same word to them that they go, you know, they, they might not love it, but, but they make that concession for that person. But then if it's somebody that they disagree with or they don't like, then they'll use that as an excuse to write that person off. And it's just like, that's, that's, that's dude, you're just a hypocrite. Like, you're just a hypocrite. You're just a hypocrite. And if foul language offends you, please find another show. <laughs> Number 15, real talk. Everything you need to know about somebody's true character can be found in how they treat people and especially those that they need nothing from. You know, I have a lot of deep-rooted issues and, 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 and traumas from my dad. But one of the things that I always admire the most about my dad is having grown up watching him connect with people no matter if it was like the guy that owned the Little League or the janitor that was there to clean up the fields. You know, my dad is somebody that he'll talk to anybody and and he can connect with a lot of different people. And like, yeah, the guy's not perfect. He's made his mistakes, okay? But by and large, I watch this guy treat people with, with the same amount of respect, whether they were the janitor or the CEO. And it was just like, you know what? That's something that I truly admire. And I think when you talk about how people treat like, quote unquote, the help, right? It's like, does this person treat this other person like they're below them? Or because they think that because they're a barista at Starbucks and they're on their way to some very important meeting that that makes them a better person than them or affords them more privileges in life in terms of what we should be able to accept as human beings or like like receive as human beings, right? Does does somebody that work at Starbucks um, deserve to get talked down to or or patronized by somebody that maybe society deems as being more successful in terms of, hey, I own this company or, hey, I'm the boss? It's like, no. No, and no, it absolutely doesn't. ELE, everybody love everybody. Be kind, okay? And, 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 and like, if you are somebody that, I don't know, man, I, I just, I watch the way that people talk to waiters and janitors and cleaning people and, like, I just, I see those interactions and that tells me everything that I need to know about a person because we will absolutely suck up to people that we want things from, Right? Like, that's not a secret. If we want something from somebody, we're probably going to be on our best behavior and we're going to be nice to that person and we're going to tell them all the wonderful things that we think they want to hear and we're going to pray that they like us. But guess what? 
does that same person turn around and treat somebody that they don't need something from like shit? Well, that person probably isn't somebody that I'm going to hang out with because that's not right. You know, treat people with the same amount of kindness and respect that you would want to be treated with. Like that's like the golden rule, dude. Like treat others how you want to be treated. And, and you can tell a lot about somebody by how they treat somebody. The, the, the Domino's delivery person versus somebody that they want or need something from that, that they think is like, you know, more important in terms of social status. That says a lot about somebody. That says a lot about somebody. So be mindful of that. Just a couple more here. Number 16, real talk. Tie a sneak as kid, life's a trip. Now, these ones are really specific to me, and, and you'll see me hashtag these things a lot. You'll see me talk about and hashtag sneakers tied. And what that stems from is this notion that life's a trip. Like, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to get. But if you wake up every day and you have your sneakers tied, you lace them up, you're ready to play a little ball, and you get out there and you go try your best, then good things are going to happen. And you can't be unprepared in life because life will trip you up. People will shock you. Companies will fuck you over. (laughs) You just never know what's going to happen. Life's a trip, man. It's one long, strange trip. But show up every day, be prepared, have your sneakers laced, tie them up, and go play a little ball. Tie your sneakers, kid. Life's a trip. Number 17, emancipate yourself. Real talk, emancipate yourself. This is uh, something that I, 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 this is like one of my most fundamental beliefs is that sometimes you got to be the hero in your own story. No one's coming to save you. We can want things for people. We can wish things for people. We can hope things for people. We can pray things for people. We can manifest things for people. But ultimately, we've got to be the ones that take action over our lives. And we've got to be the ones to emancipate ourselves and free ourselves from the bullshit, whatever bullshit's holding us back, whether it be bullshit projected on us by other people or bullshit that we give to ourselves and then believe. And like you've heard, believing your own bullshit. Like, emancipate yourself and free yourself from that because only good things are going to come from that. It might be lonely. It might be hard. It might be painful, but we've talked about all that in this episode. And I'm not going to go super deep into this one, but um, if you want to know more about like why this is so such a big deal to me, uh, go back and listen to the New Year's special and the way that I emancipated myself literally when I was 16 years old. Christmas 08. Christmas 08, man. I went to the courthouse after a pretty explosive, abusive episode, and I emancipated myself. And I just said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done being mistreated. I'm done being treated as if I'm not an adult, as if my opinions aren't valid because I'm younger than you people. I'm done. I'm done being hurt. And I emancipated myself. And I took power over my own situation that day. And that's a big deal. And when I was running every day, over in Ireland on this solo trip at that point, and that was four weeks out of this 10-week trip, and the next six, I was solo traveling. But I did a lot of things like joining a gym by myself and joining a gym for a month there in Dublin and um, 
every day I would I would walk to the gym and I would walk past this really colorful, beautiful street art sign that said, emancipate yourself. And I needed that then more than I ever needed it in at any other point in my life. And I was just like, dude, I'm about to leave Kentucky and I'm trying to go to another state. I'm trying to leave my past behind all of these things that have traumatized me either by or, 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 or from other people or that I've done myself, but I'm trying to leave all this shit behind and emancipate myself from the stuff that makes me feel bad. And so I needed that at that point and that helped me break free. That helped me emancipate myself again. And each time I've had to do it, I come back to that mantra, emancipate yourself, emancipate yourself, free yourself, free yourself. And then last one, number 18, real talk, begin again. You can always begin again. Whether it's a diet or sobriety or fitness goals, anything, you can always begin again. You can always come back to square one and say, you know what? That was pretty good. We got pretty far that time, but we fell off and that's okay. You know, like, dude, trust me, I am still... I made that post about this um, uh, months ago, however long it was, and I, I still am struggling with this, you know? I'll have a really good week, I'll have a couple of good weeks, and then uh, maybe I'll, I'll go crazy binge eating some fucking candy or, or like just run through like a gambit of fast food, you know, Five Guys and pizza and, and, and just like a bunch of different stuff. And you know what? Ultimately... I got to go, okay, all right, we had our fun, but it's time to begin again. It's time to go back to square one and restart. And that's what life is. Life is a constant process of evolution and beginning again. You're going to have to continue to begin again over and over and over again. And take a job, right? Let's say you have a dream job and then for whatever reason, the company folds and collapses. You, no one saw it coming, but it happened. Or... You got fired for whatever reason. You started to go through some some real shit and your work performance started to suffer because of it and you ended up not meeting numbers in a really cutthroat industry and they said, you know what, we just need somebody to perform so we wish you the best but we got to let you go. If you've ever been there, it's like that doesn't have to be the end of your road. That doesn't have to be the end of you. That might be the end of a chapter or a saga but that doesn't mean that that's just over. Like it can never happen for you again, that you can never find happiness again. You've got to be willing to begin again. And if you can continue to begin again with each opportunity and each time that you're forced to restart and start over and run it back, if you can continue to go through life taking the same amount of energy and enthusiasm and motivation into each new opportunity and each time you got to restart and begin again, that's the key to life. That's the key to life. And at some point, hopefully, <laughs> you'll have found your thing. If you continue to begin again in as many things until you find your thing, and then even once you found your thing, being like, you know what? Last week's episode, really don't feel that great about it, but guess what? This week, we're going to come on and fucking rock the thing. And you begin again. Each time you do that, it's possible for you to continue to get closer to where you ultimately want to be. And you know what? 
There's such thing as throwaways, right? If, if I get to the end of this episode this week, even though I feel like I just came on and ripped for an hour straight right here, looking at bullet points, but, but staring at these wavelengths as they appear <laughs> in Adobe Edition, like I'm just straight ripping and speaking from the soul, man. And you know what? Somebody's going to listen to this and be like, wow, I don't agree with any of this shit. Like he's wrong. And I don't like this episode and I don't like this stuff. Like go back to doing this or shut up and dribble, shut up and give us the Uber stories. Or let's say one week that uh, I'm just kind of rusty. Like I was honest, like a couple weeks ago, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of getting back into this and I don't really feel like this was my best work, but just give me a couple weeks and I'll get back into my groove. You know, be patient with me while I continue to begin this process again and again and again. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. So just constantly, that's just, it's okay. It's okay to restart. It's okay if some weeks you got to throw away. You say, hey, that wasn't maybe my best episode ever, but guess what? Next week, I'm going to put that aside. I'm going to put it behind me. I'm going to be proud of the fact that even if it wasn't my best work and I know that I'm capable of better, I made progress and I have something to measure Instead of letting the, the, the fear and like paralyzation of perfection get to me, but I actually have something to show for, for that week, guess what? Next week, I'm going to have a better week. We're going to have a better week. We're going to restart. We're going to begin again. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And you're never too far gone. Like you're never, uh, I, my heart breaks when, when people think that just because that they have made mistakes in their life or that things didn't pan out the way that they ultimately hoped for or somebody gets a divorce and that's like the end they're like oh my god I'm 30 years old and I'm already divorced like dude who cares begin again that's a beautiful opportunity that you have sitting in front of you where you get to go find love again you get to go find somebody that hopefully maybe is your Mr. or Mrs. Forever and if they're not, then so what? So be it. But you get to begin again. Like, you get another chance, man. It's not like a game ends and then that's it. That's the final whistle. Like, the final whistle doesn't come until they stick you in that casket and put you in the ground. But the moment that you stop trying and the moment that you refuse to begin again, they might as well put you in the ground because then what are you really existing for? What are you really here for? You know? That's real talk, man. <laughs> I have no idea how this episode is going to be received. I honestly don't. And I'm very curious. I'm very curious. These are strong opinions. These are this is about as opinionated as I, as it gets, you know? Um we hit on a lot of stuff here. We hit on a lot of stuff here, but hey, I'm proud of this. I know that deep down these aren't things that I'm saying just to just to say or just to sound like woke or like I'm seeking acceptance from anybody. No, fuck that, dude. I'll tell you straight up how I feel. I'll tell you exactly how I feel. Nice for what? Nice for what? You know? It's like, dude, these are 18 of my deepest beliefs. And this is some of my realest talk right here, man. This is it. So if you fuck with this episode, please let me know by leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not an Apple Podcast listener, then you can do it on my Facebook page at Real Talk W Benny T. You can follow along on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram at Benny Tomp 18. Or I also have a show page on 
Instagram at RealTalkWBennyT. Uh, please send me your Uber stories and your uh, submissions for the life advice segment. I'll give you some life advice. I'll give you some real talk. You need somebody to set you straight or give you some clarity or perspective on something, then I got you. Hit me up and I got you. I'll keep it all anonymous. DM me across any of those social media channels or email me at realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com. Uber Stories Part 34 will be back next week. We've got some bangers already just waiting, locked, loaded, ready to go, ready to drop. I'm really excited for uh, the future of this show. I'm, 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 I'm grateful for everybody that has been along on this ride with me. And uh, even if some of what I put in this episode makes people fall off, then so be it. I understand. We can have a difference of opinions. And, and you know what? That's still totally cool. You know, maybe you never listen again after this one. But I would rather be judged on some real shit than some superficial shit any day of the week. And this was some of my realest talk. And these were some of my deepest beliefs. All right, man. That's all I got. I am back next week. I am Ben Tompkins. That's real talk.